F3, that's me. Every day, AC, F3, that's me. Every day, AC, F3, that's me. Every day, AC, F3, that's me. Every day, AC. to summer so i quick. had a t-shirt and shorts on very short shorts very short well tell us about that well we were running but you know we have a great guest with us <laughs> and you You're know skip right over the short shorts part well you know Py pyro is with me this morning okay. and pyro's here and pyro it is great <laughs> to have you with us today um so how you doing I'm doing great, and it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Where'd you work out this morning? I worked out at Ghost Links. We did a nice run. Awesome. That's like my favorite site. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was. Um, it was a great site, but where'd you work out? Really? Now, I was over at Taproot. Uh, yeah. yeah. We were having a good time. Every Friday. There. Every Friday. I think every Friday, you know, I'm at Ghost Links, and you're at Taproot. It's kind of like my jam over there, you know. Yeah, it's uh, a good one. Yeah. yeah. I got a little traumatized at Ghost Links. <laughs> You know, the, the guy that invited me to my first day, I can't remember his name. We've heard the story. Oh, you have? Okay. A lot. <laughs> We've heard it a lot. That's right. Pyro, uh, what an honor it is to have you with us today. And today's topic is dads of daughters. Yes. And why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you are and, and a little about your family? Sure, sure. So I'm, I'm Pyro. I have uh, been part of F3 for about two and a half years now. Um, it. I'll just say real quick, it's it's really changed my life uh, for the better, and I am so thankful for F3 and, and the packs and the, and the brothers that I have gotten to know over the years. Um, I've been married for almost uh, 24 years to my lovely wife, and we All have right. two, two daughters. Uh, one is age 22, and one is almost age 20, and my oldest is set to graduate from college in two weeks, which is very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Mm, All right. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. You know, you have to tell me about how the finances change after your daughter leaves college. Oh, uh, it's it's going to be a big pay raise. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I know I know you guys are Baylor fans, and that's mm -hmm. very exciting. Um, you know, Red Light, we want to remind people about this gymnasium concept and working closely with each other. And what we're doing is we're leading discussions so that you can have intimate, you know, deep discussions with your shield lock. And we, we, you know, we started a conversation with Honey Bear about, you know, shorties and 2.0s. Yep. And then we moved into Clove, over to Clove, and we talked about sons, raising up sons. And here we are with Pyro to focus in on daughters. That's right. And, and as a reminder, we think that your relationships with guys in Shidlock can be a gymnasium to work on lots of different types of relationships. Uh, with your in, with your kids, with your daughters, and said, hey, let's really drill down on, on this daughter theme. Hitting those virtuous targets as men. And so, you know, vulnerable dads, uh, you know, really this idea of a strong dad as someone who is vulnerable but also has, I mean, really, you talk about this sword but not always using it. Yeah. Right? You got to have access to a, so a sword, right? But – when you have access to it, you can have it sitting on the table. You don't have to be whacking away with people at it all the time. But if you don't have a sword, that's a problem. Or if you're using it all the time, that could also be a problem. So we want to have strength with humility and vulnerability. Okay, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, you, 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 if you have a daughter, I want you to think back in, in your time with your daughter. And you probably have some of those high moments or positive experiences with your daughters, and we'd like to draw those out and really reflect on those. What are those times where you know you and your daughter were in relational rhythm? You were just connecting. And Pyro, we'd love for you to be able to share with us some of those moments or those high moments with your daughters. You know, what were those like? What were some of those experiences, those positive experiences with your daughters? Every, every positive experience I've had with either of my daughters or both of them have involved um, being connected with them. 
whether it is um, engaging with them in an activity or an event that, that they really like, or them actually participating in something that they knew I really liked and they just wanted to hang out with me. Hmm. Those are the most positive moments I've had as far as the doing part. Um, and I, c I could example, um, I've, I've gone on um, a couple long hikes with one of my daughters and that's just a great time for us to connect. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we were able to, we were able to um, talk, talk about things while also physically exerting ourselves, um, walking um, and hiking and, and doing things like that. And my other daughter, positive moments with her, or maybe just ha sharing a meal with her at like mm -hmm. her favorite restaurant. And we, um, she's a foodie. I'm a foodie. I love food. She loves food. <laughs> good food. And and it just gives time to to engage with each other and and to to get out of the the realm of just the household relationship of a child and their parent mm. and and responsibilities and things like that. Just to get out of that. Those are my most positive moments I've had with my daughters. Awesome. That's great. Um, I have a daughter, um, and and she's 15. She's going to be driving, you know, this year, which is, you know, incredible. Um, but, you know, when I think about my positive experiences, it's, it's certainly uh, our, our daddy-daughter dates. And, you know, every year in elementary school, when she was in elementary school, they had this daddy-daughter dance. And what was fun was we'd go out to dinner beforehand uh, and certainly, you know, the dance after and um, just that her dressing up uh, and me taking her out to dinner and helping her understand what a date should look like and be respectful. Um, we had great conversations, even when she was, you know, very young, four or five years old. Um, we had wonderful conversations and just listening to her. And I have videos of it. <laughs> and they pop up on my Facebook every now and then of her eating this flour cookie and dancing and having a great time. And so um, definitely uh, those those positive moments. Both of you seem like you're saying in, in a phrase that I'll use to describe it is like you're populating your children's hearts with experiences with you. Intimacy, closeness, connecting, conversation. And um, from the clinical side, let me just say having worked with a lot of young women and dads and whatnot, but when, when kids and daughters don't get enough of those experiences, sometimes they go out looking and searching to fill this hole in their heart that maybe is intended to be filled with more loving, you know, populated experiences with moms and dads and stuff. So, guys, w I think what you're hearing Miles and, and Pilot say is really critical. I, I also, like, I would tuck my daughter in, and I always did this burrito, like I tucked in both sides and I'd wrap her up so she couldn't move her arms. And then I would tickle her neck and we would both laugh so hard at that. And uh, we still talk about that. I, I do it less today. I, I, don't, I don't know if, uh, you know, um, she's 15. So there's a little less of that. But um, th those are definitely some positive moments. Now, on the other hand, you know, daughters present, I think, unique challenges from sons. And, you know, if, if you're listening to this, if you reflect on your relationship with your daughter since she was born, um, you know, think about some of those challenges. So the challenging moments, what were those like and what was the environment like and and uh, try to reflect on that. And Pyro, I'd love to hear your thoughts um, with challenges that you've experienced with your daughters. Yeah. It <coughs> girls, I, I love being the dad of girls. Um, it has not been easy a lot of times because dads, we like to solve problems. We like to fix things. We also are pretty good at calling others out if they err in something or if they could do better in something. Hmm. And, and challenges with my daughters, them growing up, is I have tried to, tried to speak um, at them, to them, not with them, not hearing them, just because I want to get a point across. Hmm. And the challenge is dealing with the reaction. If if I come across as somebody who's not listening to them, somebody who's just wielding their sword, talk about a sword, so mm -hmm. to speak, or their authority, then there's been times where they've just lost it. They've just, you're not listening to me. You're not being nice to me. And yeah. You don't understand what I mean. 
and and at first I'm going I I understand everything but <laughs> yeah but that does nothing and and it takes a while to repair that it takes a while for them to recover from something like that if I get them to that point where they don't feel that I'm listening to them or they feel I'm under, I'm 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 just speaking ju- as a parent just a parent um, so that that's been great. The, it's been a great challenge um, in in kind of pivoting and not telling them and so focused on telling them what to do and how they should correct what they did um, rather than trying to listen to them and hear where they're coming from while at the same time still being their dad and their parent. That That's really good, really. You know, what he's saying is just reminding me of actually our M, our M podcast, which, which when we talk about criticism, you know, when, when um, even a spouse – male or female when when we feel like we're being criticized you know the antidote to that was soft startups Mm -hmm. and and it sounds like pyro is sharing that you know with your daughters you really need a soft kind of startup and conversation even if it's going to be some kind of correction or or help to them you can't come across as like a abrasive and i've experienced the same thing pyro uh i you know i failed at that uh, and, and you're right. I think when you fail at a soft startup with your daughter, it takes longer to recover from that to actually get to the point of what you want to make. And and I think that that's a great point of a soft startup. Yeah. Red Light, you had brought up uh, a few minutes ago about uh, uh, filling our daughter's hearts with memories and moments that, that, they, that they cherish and that I cherish. I would hate to fill them with moments that I that that I come across as as somebody who's not paying attention to them, not listening to them, who's just reprimanding them. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important, and so that that really hit a nerve, and that's very profound. That that they have a, they have hearts that are open, that are going to be filled with something, and so in my relationship with them, um, and in, as dads with daughters, those those moments and those memories should be as positive as can be. I would hate to fill their hearts with bad memories of me. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great point. And um, I've heard it said that kids don't need or daughters don't need perfect dads. They just need dads that want to keep growing with them. And um, mm. and as I heard you even say earlier, Miles, like sometimes we realize that we we don't always do it perfectly. And again, you can model humility. You can model. I may not have attuned well to you before when I was giving you advice. But I want to attune better now. I want to listen better now. Mm. I've heard it said that God gave us two ears and one mouth. And I wonder if sometimes if we need to do a better job listening with both of those ears first before we seek to speak and offer the, the truth uh, of or our perspective or something like that. And I, I keep hearing one or maybe both of you say, sometimes your daughters just want to be understood maybe before. And um, so I think, again, Shieldlock can be a place to practice listening to guys, listening for what's really going on before offering feedback, before offering advice or this, that, or the other. And um, it sounds like that's important with a lot of M's and also a lot of daughters. And I probably, I dare say sons too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting into, getting involved in what your daughters are involved in and investing in that is going to create more of those positive moments. And um, Okay, Um, you know, headed into this thought of, how we grew up and we have parents and we think about relationship with your mom and your dad and you know that can be individualized and some people only had a single parent a mom or a dad but whatever the situation was um, the the chances are that we had a perfect parents are probably not likely Um, and and so when you think about your relationship with your parents there might be some gaps or even historical triggers. Can I say that? Can I say historical tri- triggers? And so those triggers might come to play with your reactions or your expectations with your relationship with your daughters. And so when you think about how you grew up in your relationship with your parents, if you're listening to this podcast, we want you to reflect on how is my relationship in w- my relationship with my parents influencing my relationship with my daughters and uh 
pyro and red light have you guys had any experiences or can you articulate perhaps for everyone how that might play out i might just say again from my clinical perspective that these issues are issues with moms or dads can be played out with spouses or with kids and they can switch genders as well so it doesn't mean that if you have an unresolved issue with your mom that you only play that out with your daughters, right? You could have unresolved issues with mom or dad be played out with sons, daughters, and whomever. So what's I think really good to reflect on for each of us is what are our triggers? What are our un What is our unfinished business in our own development? And there's nothing like having children or intimate relationships with many people that you're gonna you're gonna bump into yourself, and just merely look at like like a boat that has a wake. If you look at the wake, you're, you're looking back, and you can actually learn a lot of information by looking at the wake about the motor, the trim, the direction you're going. But if you look at the wake of your relationship, look at where you have your blowouts. Look at where you weren't well attuned, where there was a big fight, and there's probably a lot to learn from those. So good to examine our own hearts. What am I contributing to this that this keeps happening? Often we'll find that there's some little unfinished business of our own. And sometimes that relates to our own families of origin. But but I'd love to hear your thoughts, Pyro, if there's anything that stands out for you. Yeah, that man, that's well put. And uh, Miles, when you had talked about this at the beginning, I, I thought, oh, what? I don't know if there's that much of a connection with that. But there mm. really is. Um, I, I was probably deemed a mama's boy growing up but I did not like that moniker at all so I probably overcompensated the other way and thought well no I'm not I'm I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tough I'm gonna do this and 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 then it it, mm. it turned to me taking an advantage of that because I knew that my mom was 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 um would really do anything to to for for me to be happy for me to 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 feel loved and 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 I took advantage of that and mm. and and it backfired because my mom allowed it and I, I feel bad to this day that I that I that I took advantage of that, but I could probably see that with my own daughters. They they would probably think that they're they're daddy's little girls and they are. Mm -hmm. But I see some tendencies for them to say, Oh well dad, he's he's the, the lenient parent. He's <laughs> he's I'm gonna go ask dad first yeah. before I ask mom. And then I'll always give the did you talk to your mom yet? But th I think they 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 are starting or there there's been times where they've kind of mirrored what I've done with my mom and mm. and that's not right. That's uh, th I, I don't want that to happen because I don't think it was my fair fair to my mom and I don't think it's fair to me um, or my wife uh, for them to to see me as the one that oh dad gets me or dad's you know dad's the dad's the the nice one dad's the softy that dad's gonna that's going to be the pathway to help me get what I want. Mm. And so I, I do see, I do see mirror uh, images of that. Yeah. I mean, for me, you know, my, my relationship with my mom was much better in my adulthood than as a child. And my, my mom, who is an incredible woman, she raised 11 kids. Um, but I would say the individual ability to, to relate with each child was challenging. I mean, just the circumstances created that. Um, so no, I, d I don't fault her for that, but, but there are some things that, that I struggle with. Um, and, you know, even in college, I had to be taught closeness, you know, um, individualized attention, uh, even affection. Uh, still to this day, it's not a natural reaction for me to show affection. Um, and then I also think, you know, and this, uh, this is, this is really, this, I, I work at this, but positive affirmations. Um, words of affirmation and, and encouragement. Um, I don't need that, and so I don't give it. And but my my daughter needs it, and so that like for me, how I was raised has greatly affected my natural bil natural ability to do those things, and and so I have to work extra hard. And my wife is actually really good. My wife. The other night, actually said, uh, "Honey, I need a compliment from you." And I was like, "It's been it's been too long." Mm -hmm. My daughter isn't as mature, 
or ready to articulate those kind of needs. And while my wife and I have a great relationship and, and I struggle with some things and, and we're open and honest about that, my daughter might not have that ability to articulate what she needs. And so I need to be more purposeful even and thought for, you know, think ahead to be able to give that to her. And so um, th those, have, those have come out. Miles, I've heard you say before, referring to a guy named Parker Palmer in education, that we kind of teach who we are. Yeah. But I think what you're saying here is we parent who we are. Mm. And whatever your strengths are, I imagine both of you pass those on naturally, but also whatever your blind spots are. Like what you said, I don't necessarily need a lot of affirmation, mm -hmm. so I tend to not give a lot. Um, but, but there may be others in your life that are craving for it or, yeah. or need it. So, But this is really important, right, is that we're doing this kind of self-examination to make sure we're trying to pass on our strengths, but also not let our own blind spots kind of get in the way of, of missing things, you know. And I loved what you said too, um, Pyro, is that if, it, if, it, if in a family background, if there was one parent who's more permissive and one that's really strict, right, you, we could really set kids up for splitting and making dad all good if dad's the nice one and mom all bad if she's the sterner one versus helping kids know that both moms and dads can play both of those roles and, um, and, and, and will help them integrate in their own self, that they can be both strong and they can also be loving and caring and, and that those aren't antithetical. But sometimes when we have issues with our spouses or with our own parents, we're not modeling a good integration of all of that. We're modeling just like half of it or the other half, but not both. Yeah, very good. And, and I think, you know, really it's a good transition to the next thought, and that is our relationship with our M is more important um, than ever when we're modeling that for our kids. And when you think about your daughters, and, I mean, every dad, you know, wants to check out, you know, who the boyfriend is, I think, and have some words to say about that. But if you're modeling the right kind of relationship they should seek, then then they'll go, they'll look for that and look for that in in a boyfriend hopefully that that's your hope uh, but if we're modeling a poor relationship um, then they might look for something similar or with some similar gaps and so um, you know how have you seen that play out um, pyro with you know are you purposeful about your relationship with your M and trying to model that for your daughters that 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 is uh, um, that is something where I can get really complacent with, which is unfair. Not only unfair to my wife, but also a detriment as far as my my daughter's growing up. To where if you if you put your relationship with your M like in cruise control, mm -hmm. well you you're thinking oh well it's things are going fine, it, it, you know no big deal. But again, your 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 kids they're at that age where they're like sponges. They hear everything. They feel everything. They see everything, mm -hmm. and and if if uh, if they see your, you as like ambivalent to 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 the M, then maybe that's they're going. Maybe that's how it's supposed to be. Mm. Um, and then also if they see you uh, arguing a lot, argumentative, um, in 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 uh, any any something anything that's like a bad quality to your M, your daughter's gonna see that. And mm -hmm. and it's not just in in word; it's in deed, it's it's in attitude, it's in tone, um, body language. Oh my goodness, my my girls think that that if I if I give this look, like they're saying, oh, you're thinking this. And I said, well, that's not fair. Let me say something. Well, th that's just what they see. Mm -hmm. It might not be accurate. Yeah, but they're looking at all of that. I'll, I'll say one thing to where, thankfully, um, my wife and I have a relationship. We don't argue a lot. We do argue, but it's 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 as seldom as when we do argue, our kids break down and they go, "Oh no, something's mm -hmm. going wrong. This is not good," mm -hmm. and and then they realize we reconcile and they say, "Okay, good," because it's it's very rare, um, and and thankfully that's good because again they're they're watching, they're listening, mm -hmm. they're feeling, and so the way I treat my wife and the way I love my wife is. It's it's the, the the pinnacle of 
of showing your daughters what it's like to to how they should be treated first mm-hmm. girls and eventually the females yeah love that totally agree um we we have some things that we shared before yeah i, th- I think we mentioned this with clove but one thing we see is that sometimes when there's not a good relationship between the husband and wife, it's very natural for one parent or the other to start to meet adult needs with their children. Yeah. Seeking to get their, you know, for example, if a, if a husband's gone all the time and a wife feels alone, she could turn to get social needs met from children that are really maybe intended to be from adults and vice versa. And, and there's a lot of ways this could go. But... Um, but this is really important. And the research on this, you know, you know, like when we're, we talk about storms a lot in our country, <laughs> we've got tornadoes and this, that, and the other. We have these weather models. Well, I want you to think in terms of modeling that your relationship with your end sets up the templates in your children's hearts for what future relationships will be like, either to, either to mirror what those are like or to react against them to go the opposite direction. And so this is really critical to really work on that intimate relationship. That's why I think it comes first in the concentrica, right, is the relationship with the end, and then the shorties comes outside of or after that because we will just put so many things into motion in children's lives and who they look for and why they look for that person. might be to resolve unfinished business with mom or dad or to repair something that was in the, the home, and so we just have to be very careful about that. I have a confession. You mentioned the weather, and all I can think about is storm chasers. Because <laughs> I love storms. I love a good storm, man. And I'm the first <laughs> one out there to watch a storm. Um, you know, this this daughter idea also is critical, like we discussed with sons, and that you got to parent the heart. And the behavior is is not the focus, but getting to the heart. And that, that relates to the soft startup and and uh, things that we discussed about that. But Pyro, um, can you talk about the heart of daughters? Yeah, I, I'll start with one of my uh, m- one of my fails as as a dad of girls. Uh, just with one of my daughters, with just the the, the simple thing of keeping her room clean and um, just. Uh, <laughs> continually asking her telling her uh, my wife and I taking turns telling her and then there was one time and this is probably 10 years ago or so I went in there and said hey I see those Nike shoes you're wearing you know I said you know what one of their mottos is I said it's just do it yeah I said, why don't you just do it and clean your room <laughs> and oh my gosh she lost it she's like yeah no that's not nice <laughs> And and again, that's uh, that that's me just simply parenting their behavior, saying this is an yeah. easy thing to do. As you're an adult and and you're right. a parent, you're thinking, how hard is it to clean your room? Well, as a kid, I don't know what's going on with her. All as I see is a dirty room. I just say clean your room, and if she doesn't, then then I, I get really curt with her. I'll get really short with her and with them, both of them. And so yeah, I think parenting the heart is a huge thing. Just each child. Do I, did I really know my kids before I, I was saying things like that? And the answer, probably not. Hmm. It took, I had to pivot. I had to, I had to really look in their heart, really listen, while still parenting them, but not saying, oh, since you behave well, you, since you behave well, you're a good kid and everything's right with you. Hmm. That doesn't equal behavior. Good behavior doesn't equal a good heart. It doesn't hmm. equal that they, they've got it all together. That's good. I like hmm. to, um, you know, after the school day, um, I always tried to think, and I tell you, I was on the news. Um, what? And I shared this. I shared this thought, but um, you know, parents, I think, often make the mistake when kids get home, they ask them a question about how was your day. Um, but you really need to get to the heart. And I don't ask how was your day. I ask, did anything make you feel uncomfortable today, mm-hmm. or what could you tell me that I wouldn't know unless I was with you? Like, what stood out to you today? And those questions have really gotten me to, to the level of understanding my daughter's feelings and emotions throughout the day. That's what I want to know. I want to know the emotional status of my daughter. I really don't care about the play-by-play events. I want to know 
what ha- what were the significant points that that might have impacted her reality of truth and her experience and so um i think that's you know getting to the heart of your daughter is getting to those emotions and asking questions and understanding so we i'm i'm curious as how you get your daughter to clean her room by getting to her heart you know we're still working on that yeah. one but you know <laughs> um that that's a challenge. One of these days, their rooms will be clean. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, maybe not. <laughs> I, it's, it is an interesting bomb. We yeah. always say the bomb went yeah. off somewhere, yeah. but uh. <laughs> well, it it raises a good point, and that is, I think, that parenting the heart and parenting behavior. There's really there's a need for both. If you look for those that are Christians, right? There are certain behavioral things that we are called to do in the scriptures. Um, but as well as the scriptures are, t- are filled with passages about God wanting to know our hearts and us opening our hearts to him, right? David prays, search me, God, and know my heart. And, um, but it's dialing those two things in together. If you, re- if you look at the research on parenting, the best form of parenting that the scriptures teach, I think, and the social science research is lots of structure and lots of love. And... There's a time for behavioral discipline. There's a time for inducements to ripen, rewards, punishment, this, that, and the other, behavioral kind of techniques. But there's this whole other side of, and I really like what you said, is tuning into them, tuning into the heart, helping them open their own, helping them discover what's in their own heart. And and this is so important because you are going to be setting a template, like we said before, but also a template for God, what God is going to be like. And you could model for them a God that is only interested in their behavior, or you could model for your kids a God who wants to know them, who is really interested, first and foremost, about what's going on inside, but also is unique to parent their behavior. And I've worked with college students for 30 years, and so I see them when they come to college, and they explode, and they project onto God all of this kind of parental stuff. And it's often pharisaical and moralistic. And um, so it's something for us to be aware of, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I want to bring up an important point that you kind of clued me into because uh, as we're focusing on the difference between boys and girls, and something we talked about with boys is that often they're, they're, um, they're disciplined because of their behavior. And getting to the heart is really important for boys, getting to that heart and seeing past the behavior because in school – you know, there's there's certainly a higher probability that a boy is going to get in trouble because of his behavior. Um, on the flip side of that, girls can often behave pretty well. And and I know my daughter knows what to do. She knows exactly what to do. And if if we just lean into behavior. Then we might overlook our daughter's needs because they probably will do the right thing a lot of the times. And so I think that the point I want to make is the difference with daughters that I've witnessed and experienced, even in the schools, is that behavior, if you focus focus on behavior, you're going to miss out on some great opportunity to get to know people and to understand their heart because some people, and, and this includes boys, are are hiding. They're sad clowns. They're sad clowns and going through the motions when they're really hurting inside. And we have to be able to get to that and be a trusted source that our daughters can come to and say, I know I look okay, but I am, I am desperate inside. And, and that's, that's the point I want to make is that we can't just look at behavior. We need to get to the heart, uh, even though someone may look like they're on track with everything. It's a simple, Miles, it was a simple question you brought up a, a, a little bit ago about how when, when your daughter comes home from school, not just asking how was your day because mm-hmm. if you ask how was your day what are you going to say it was fine great yeah great anything hap- no not no. really well there's a lot that happens to especially a teenage daughter at school during when they're there eight hours a day it's more than that and so for you to do what you have done and to 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 ch- try to get a a better image into their day and and how they're feeling or what 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 upsets you or what 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 did you feel was off or what it one it shows that you care but two it's good information for you as a mm-hmm. dad to get to know your daughter 
So you're not left with, I have no idea who this kid is. Yeah. Well, no. That's our fault if we don't. Yeah. And for you to to, to, to make some probing questions like that, it helps out immensely, especially with kids. With evolution. Yeah. With what they're learning. Right. With concepts of 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 uh, sexuality. Um, a book. A book that they're reading. I read everything they read. Uh, so I can know and understand and, and engage in that conversation with them. And right. and that that's I, I want to also influence their thought process. And that's so it's so important, um, which which can be great topics, actually, for the next thing. And that's date. You know, I've heard Dome years and years and years say date your daughters. And it's just such a great phrase. And. um you know, I, I, I just want to tell everyone out there, you know, e- even if it's awkward, even if it feels off, it doesn't matter what their age is, date your daughters. And you should have something on the calendar that for your next visit. I told, my, I told my daughter on our dates, I said, you know, I do this, I'm investing in you, but I can't wait until you show up at my house. You don't live with me anymore, but you show up at my house and you pick me up and you say, Dad, let's go. And I don't even know what we're doing. And I said, I can't wait for that day. And I say that to her all the time. And she, and she smiles and she goes, yeah, I'm going to do that. And and so, yes. you know, date your daughters. You know, Pyro, have you, you know, have you dated your daughters? You experiences like that? Yeah. And it, I, it rings so true what you said about that. And if you even think about your dating life, either growing up or dating your current wife or future wife, what were those dates like? Those dates were for, for you to get to know them. One, to enjoy their company, but then two, get to know them. I, I, I think of my wife and yeah. our first few dates that we went on. Uh, one, I, I, I thought, she, man, she is a beautiful woman. But then two, I mm-hmm. want to get to know her. And well, to get to know somebody, you listen. Mm-hmm. And, and, you, and, 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 and for her, that was great to be listening and to, to uh, for me to to gather information about her and, and get to know her so I knew how to treat her. I knew what, what makes her tick, what doesn't. Um, same thing with our daughters. It, you're not going to get that sitting in, in front of the TV at home or at the di- even at the dinner table or even tucking them in at night. It's going to take a, 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 a neutral ground, mm-hmm. which is outside the home. Because to be honest, they, I think with my daughters, they always thought that it was, it was my house or my wife's house, and really they were just staying there. Mm-hmm. To where, okay, well then, if I'm trying to get to know them there, that's basically on my terms. Okay, well, no, take them out of that. To where, one, there's less distraction. And two, that it shows them that they matter. Mm-hmm. That you are taking time away from home. Because I love being home. I mean, I, <laughs> I, love, I love being at home. I love my home. Um, but yeah. it, it shows that they matter more than that. that. They matter to where you're going out and you're, you're, you're either getting dressed up or, or whether you're just going to. to Do you love to, you know, Hawaii? Something. I love Hawaii. Yeah, (laughs) 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 how did you guess? (laughs) But yeah, I I I think it's it's essential because that's where, and you're not only you're not only speaking to them because I've always wanted my girls to know that they are wonderfully and beautifully made by God. I can say that till I'm blue in the face, but do I really act it? And do I really do I really do I, am I really walking that walk? And dating your daughters is a way to walk that walk. Good stuff. Good stuff, you guys. I'm inspired hearing you guys talk about your daughters. You really are. Well, another big topic. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but in England and the United States, there's some major stuff happening in the world related to gender issues. And there's like a 4,000% increase the incidents of teenage girls that are wanting to quote unquote change their gender and uh, this is just one of the many challenges that adolescent girls are particularly vulnerable to something called social and emotional contagion where they pick up on other people's pain and distress and sometimes confuse it with their own but um, that's something to be aware of that in the air, it's on TikTok, it's in the schools, mm-hmm. and it's something to just be very careful about. Yeah, Red Light, you and I got a chance to attend um, a session 
in Davis where the population is actually exploding there uh, with this issue and uh, got a little more educated on it. Uh, but, you know, our heart goes out to, you know, people that are experiencing this, this challenge. Uh, and it is mostly young girls. And, you know, just, just to think about that and, and, you know, help being there for your daughters and being there emotionally uh, is really important today. I think we're, we're witnessing um, a, a huge trend uh, that, that is, is popular, popularizing. And is that a word? Well, I don't know. But it is, now. <laughs> it, it is increasing in popularity. Uh, and, and, you know, there's no telling when it might wane or go away. But, you know, dads, you need to be there for your daughters and, and get to know what their stressors are and, and what they're feeling and what they're experiencing um, and talk them through that before they reach out to um, their friends, I'll say school personnel, uh, or even, um, you know, uh, the Internet. Um, uh, reach out for professional help. Uh, th those other environments m might influence them in a way that that uh, is contrary to your family beliefs, and uh, you need to be there. I think too that the whole piece about guardrails. You can you can obviously set certain guardrails. Like we use that language in F three a lot. I think for our personal life and our daily red pill and those things. I think it's good to also think about what are the guardrails for your family to protect, but also within those guardrails, it's, it's common for adolescents to have questions or concerns or want to talk about what they're seeing or hearing. And so making it safe for them to do that, you could, if it's not safe, they will just not talk to you about it. And you could have a whole ghost closet of things that are mm -hmm. going on without you even knowing about it. Or if you try to make it safe and create those conversations, and hopefully let them air out whatever's going on. But the secrecy is where some of these things are born and, 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 uh, <laughs> and they, uh, I've, uh, what phrase am I looking for? But I in secrecy and in darkness, some of these things grow. So I would want to bring mm -hmm. light to yeah. and bring relationship to. Now you've heard the phrase, I've said it before, but bring connection before correction. And that recapitulates what you guys were saying. Listening to your daughters, talking to them, drawing out of them, drawing their hearts out, helping them get to know their own hearts. That's good. All Pro Dad uh, is a, a website and a group. Uh, probably I know you have some experience with them, but there's seven things daughters need from their fathers. They, you need to be involved. You need to demo a healthy marriage. You need to support her, and you need to be able to be trusted as a confidant. Uh, she needs unconditional love from you. And you also, as a father, need to be a strong spiritual leader. And we haven't talked much about that. But the spiritual leadership needed by our daughters is, is, is uh, important. And then lastly, you need to be a positive role model in your life. And, and so um, I think F3 has helped us do that. Uh, but those are seven things. Um, you know, Pyro, the next topic is, is something that I know you have a lot of experience with. And, um, and so you have years of experience of working with AIM in Cambodia and, and this idea of, you know, what's going on with, with young girls around the world. Um, you know, how, what can you tell us about this to help us as dads perhaps protect our daughters? And we think of protection. Um, and, and we all can't go to Cambodia. You know, but if you can give us, you know, a piece of what you know that has built in the great father you are as, as a protector and reality of truth of what's occurring, you know, what can you give us? Yeah, Miles, you, um, this when, I, when I saw that, I, I, I mean, as part of the discussion, it, it, it does, it does hit, hit home. Uh, I've been to Cambodia, Cambodia four times. Um, three, the last three have been with, with my family. Um, but the first time I went um, alone, I went with some uh, um, some other people, and uh, and it, I always say it was even though that was 14 years ago, my my daughters were eight and six at the time. God used that. He took like a branding iron. I always describe it to my brain, hmm. my heart, 
of what I saw to where it's always going to be with me. I saw I saw girls that are younger than my daughters were that are being trafficked, that are being sold. And it's not just strangers abducting them. Mm-hmm. These are their parents. These are their grandparents. The, the safest people that should be in their lives mm-hmm. are the ones that are doing the most harm because they feel like there's not a way out financially, um, that the only way out is to is to sell their daughters that are four or five years old mm-hmm. or three, four or five, um, just because they just feel there's no other way. And I, I came home after that, and I, I literally was standing over them, as my daughters, as they were sleeping. And, and that was God telling me to protect your daughters. Mm. Fight for your daughters. Make sure your daughters know that they are valued enough to where they deserve to be treated with the utmost respect, the utmost care, and the utmost love. That starts with me, but then I need to make sure that they know that as they as they leave, as they go from their classroom to their car or, or from their job to their car by themselves, mm. to be sensitive that there's there's evil in this world and there's some bad things that can happen to them. I never want that to happen to me. Mm. Um, so we, we, we are tasked as dads to, again, fight for our daughters. And it doesn't mean physically fighting for them. It means fighting for their souls, their hearts, um, making sure that they are still that they still feel made in the image of God, as God intended them to, intended them to be. Man, I got the chills. Uh, Pyro, that that's powerful. When you said fight for your daughters, you know that the imagery uh, of that is so powerful. And th- thank you for that gift. Uh, and and just the reality of what we need to do. I remember when my daughter was born, and her first day alive and holding her in in the delivery room and looking at her and saying I think I said it a thousand times I said I'm going to give you all the love you need I'm going to give you all the love you need and that phrase just kept coming out of my mouth verbally over and over and over again and we need to give all the love our daughters would ever need and that should come from us Um, and we have to fight for them we have to and I mean Courage House uh, you know Acres of Hope Three Strands these are incredible organizations in our immediate area that all fight for women experiencing what you just shared and it's not just in Cambodia Highway 80 is if you don't know it's a corridor and um, we're praying for the, all those girls and women out there uh, and fight for your daughters men uh, it's it's a world where we have to we have to do that great stuff you guys I know a lot of your kids bring their their friends over their daughters or other people's daughters and um, again think about the role that you can have in protecting other people in the community as well um, and you're hoping that other men are doing that for your kids too when they're at their houses. But um, this is something that something that we all need to work on, making the world a better place and a safer place. And so, again, we need our swords. We've got to have a sword. We've got to be able to access it when we need to, to fight. Um, and um, so why don't we go ahead and turn to the growth model. I got the finger right there. I got the finger, everybody. So <laughs> <laughs> Pyro, Pyro <laughs> did that. That's right. <laughs> All right. I was getting ready to give a lecture, but, you know, (laughs) that's all right. Um, So the growth model, remember, four big things, big concepts we want you to think about. First one is connection. How are you doing connecting with your daughters? And uh, and that's that emotional, relational bonding with them. And that this is really the the first and really the most important thing that happens in human development is this bonding and connecting. And do either one of you guys have something you want to say about this the importance of this with your daughters? Yeah, I mean, in, in connection, it's all about it's all about spending time with them. It's all about getting to know them. It's all about listening to them. Um, years ago, uh, I, w- I was at a, a men's retreat, and uh, 
we were in a little discussion group and a guy took me aside because my kids were again young they were probably about eight and six nine and seven something like that and he says do you pray for your daughters and i said yeah i pray for them he goes do you really pray for them i said well no he goes are you right now praying for the men that they are going to marry and i went well no it's a couple days away mm -hmm. i said and i don't even know what type of men that you want to marry he goes connect with them and you'll know mm -hmm. you'll know what what how how they act you know how they how they how they want to be treated um by you well that's how they're going to want to be treated by men and that that really is something to me to where i'm not just this person overseeing them and creating a safe environment to grow up in i'm i'm on i'm connecting them to again help lay that template that red light you were talking about of their heart to 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 for them to build off of for them to to say, okay, I had a dad who listened to me. I had a dad who connected with me. Mm -hmm. I want to marry somebody that that was like that, that values me as a person, and not just an object. Okay, good stuff. All right. The second element of the growth model is is called boundaries, right? And when you have a good stock of connection, kids can handle boundaries and limits, and um, limits with others, limits some some of their own behavior. Um, but this is a really important thing, right? Um, just bonding, we could create kids that will know no boundaries. And so we have to really integrate the two, but there is a sequence here. So um, think about how could this growth model, where do you need to strengthen your connection with your daughters, but also with healthy boundaries with your daughters? What would those be? A third element is called integrating the good and the bad. And this is really important for uh, both and our development also with our kids and what we pass on to them. But there's a, there's a temptation to make ourselves all good or all bad. And teenage boys and girls have a tendency when they fail, when somebody breaks up with them, when something hard happens, they can do this splitting, make others or themselves all good or all bad. And there's a lot of mental health symptoms that flow out of this. Um, so we want to work on helping them see both in us and in them there's both good parts and bad parts. And we're all a collection of those things. And we need to work on integrating them together. And remember, you transmit who you are. So if you're struggling with being all good, you could be transmitting to your daughters that they're all good and that they may have a hard time owning their brokenness if you have a hard time owning your own. So really work on this. Take this to your shield lock. And then the last part and you guys comment on any of these that you like, is just taking ownership and responsibility. And we can model that for them. We can model, hey, I, I was wrong in the way that I spoke to you the other night, and so mm -hmm. I want to ask for forgiveness for that. So you own what is yours to own. Own your part. But also you model for them. You know, sweetie, what, what would you take ownership for here too? We both had our, we both, you know, I'm going to own my part. What's your part? Um, over time, over time, we hope that young adolescents and, and even children, right, increase in their ability to take responsibility for their contribution. So give it some thought. Guys, any closing thoughts on any of those elements from the growth model that you want to stress? Yeah, I mean, <coughs> this is Miles. Uh, but I Pyro, I anything else you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. Miles, you're in the middle of something. <laughs> Just uh, one closing thought, and, and that is, you know, uh, in my shield lock, I have a, a one guy that we're both going through a book, and it's called Let's Talk, and it's conversation starters for dads and daughters. And um, the book is is fantastic. It actually scripts what letters you should write to your daughter, and then um, also scripts conversations that you should have with your daughter. And um, it has been life changing for my daughter's relationship and I. Um, it's helped us grow deeper in understanding and in our relationship, she's felt she's felt valued. Um, I It has you create a survey and they fill it out. I learned things I would never would have learned except through that survey. Um, and, and ask a question like, do you ask permission uh, before entering your daughter's room? And do you do that often? And she answered the question. And um, it, it was very insightful. Um, and so there, there's s like 60 questions that she answered. And, and uh, 
it, it's excellent. And so I would just encourage you guys. It, um, I once heard a podcast of a, of a guy that would actually prepare and plan for his dates with his wife. And I thought, wow, he, he'd actually study and write down questions that he wants to ask his wife. And, and I think we should be doing that with our relationships. We should really invest in them and try to get to know each other. And so I'm trying to do that as a dad. Uh, she's 15. You know, before she leaves, I want to make sure that she comes and picks me up and takes me somewhere, you know, w when she's out of the house. Um, and so trying to make sure that's something. But, but really, Pyro, you know, it's, it's you, have, you have blessed us with much of your wisdom. And, and ultimately, you know, I know people listening are, are going to be better dads and, and husbands and fathers. And so we'd love for you to leave us with some recommendations and what you share, <laughs> what you already share was powerful. Uh, but any, any last thoughts or, uh, recommendations for the men out there? Yeah. First of all, miles red light. Thanks for having me. Um, knowing you guys outside of this room and in the gloom and outside of the gloom is, a uh, you guys are, 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 are a blessing to, to the packs here in this region and to all of FEA for what you're doing. Um, I'll, for I'll be the first to admit, I don't have it all figured out. I don't know if I ever will be a dad to daughters um, because God has set that bar so high that it's very hard to attain. But Red Light, you had talked about responsibility. That's a huge thing is to for me to take responsibility for that and to know that I don't have it all figured out and to, in a way, share that with my daughters, that I don't have all the answers to how I should treat you as a dad. They have a lot of the answers. How do we find that out? I, I am responsible as a dad for my daughters to know how they should be treated by a boy and eventually a man. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put that in anybody else's hands. Right. I want that to be my responsibility. Because if not, there's so many other ways that they're going to garner information or learn and things. It starts at home. Where do they spend the bulk of their time? They spend it in your house it at home they spend it with you um, until they're in an age where they're released and so my my recommendation my charge is spend as much time with your daughters as you can get to know them have tough conversations with them and and just listen to them be there for them um, they might not say that they trust you but that will develop trust that will develop um, um, uh, uh, so much equity in the relationship, hmm. um, whether they admit it or not. Um, don't give up. Don't give up on your daughters. Equity. Good word from a finance guy. <laughs> Equity. Um, <laughs> you know, you did good, Pyro. You did good today. You didn't even bring up that you hate me right now. You didn't even bring it up, you know. But we are battling here in about 30 minutes. We yeah. are going to war, yeah. my friend. Whoa. Yeah. What? Yeah. what? Oh. oh, uh -huh. oh. Yeah. Team Pyro yeah. and Team... Yeah. Miles is are going down. NBA. Oh yeah, Warriors and the Warriors and the Kings. And the, you didn't even finish that. You didn't even say Kings. <laughs> Where do you live? <laughs> We're in Sacramento here. Well, there is a team that's up in the series. Oh you my know. God! <laughs> you, you realize when this is over, I'm leaving. I might I might say goodbye, but then I'm not talking for at least a few hours. Maybe a couple days, depending on how. You know, goes. honestly, it's two great teams. It's been a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, you know, the Kings won the first two series. It's been a lot of fun to watch yes, the game. So uh, a lot of respect for you, Pyro. Man, Thank you. great word today. Red light. It's always a pleasure. Hey, good to be with you. Let me, can I just say one last thing? Yeah. For any of you guys that are struggling out there, right, we don't want you to struggle alone. Whether you're a single dad or a married dad, there are resources to just help support you. And so you feel free to reach out to any of us. And other men in the region, and uh, but we would love to connect with you and help help support you in this endeavor uh, with whatever it takes. All right, we'll see you guys later. F3, that's me. Every day, HC. F3, that's me. Every day, HC. F3, that's me. Every day, HC. F3, that's me. Every day, HC.